the truth about the income tax or the IRS fraud exposed. This was written by Thomas Freed. The truth about the income tax, the introduction. The Constitution of the United States of America, the supreme law of the land, establishes a limited federal government in America. Limit, limited means restricted by supreme law. That means that if something is not explicitly authorized in the Constitution, then the federal government is prohibited from engaging in that activity. And the government is, of course, supposed to be also prohibited from doing anything that the Constitution explicitly forbids it from doing. The Constitution, no, the constitutional framework for taxation. Now, the Constitution, of course, authorizes the federal government to lay and collect taxes in an order to in order to establish or ensure the operations of sovereignty of the government and nation. However, because of the founding fathers, true because the founding fathers truly did understand the powers of the, t- of po- the power to tax is indeed the power to destroy. It does so very specifically and carefully in order to ensure that the taxing authorities would never become the same tyrant, which was the King of England, and his hordes of tax collectors, that the Constitution was created in order to permanently vanquish. So the Constitution's so the Constitution very carefully divides the power to tax into two categories direct and indirect taxation. Indirect taxes are authorized to provide for the operation of the government and it and its legitimate functions and are made subject to the rule of uniformity, which simply means that everyone must be treated the same and is taxed at the same rate as everybody else for similar activities. Direct taxes are authorized to ensure that sovereignty of a nation to pay debts off in a timely manner, and that they are made subject to the rule of apportionment. According to the last census, now that the rule of apportionment means the federal government does not collect direct taxes from citizens, it collects, it collects them from the state governments. Each state government treasury is responsible for its citizens' proportionate share of the total direct tax laid by Congress. The proportionate share that each state must pay is calculated based on the population count for the state in the last census, which was taken. So if 10% of the population counted in the last census lived in California, and the California government would have to come up with 10% of the direct tax that was laid by Congress. Please notice that in order to tell each state how much its share is, and therefore how much it must pay, Congress must specify exactly how much money it is to be raised by this direct tax. Once the amount, once the amount to be raised by the tax is fixed, then and only then can the states begin making arrangements to raise money and pay the taxes. Otherwise, the states would know neither how much money to raise above the existing treasury levels nor how much they were actually liable to pay. 
So direct taxes are never paid by the citizens to the federal government directly. They are paid by the state government, thus preventing the tyranny and tyranny that inadvertently results when the government arrives at the doorsteps of the citizens and demands arbitrary amounts of money from them in the name of a tax. The founding fathers were very familiar with the tyrannical reality that they removed this cancer from American landscape forever, or at least they thought they had, by constitutionally forbidding the federal government from ever taxing the citizens directly, unless apportioned to the states for collections. Now, indirect taxes, imposts, duties, and exercises are also rarely collected by the federal government itself, except at the borders. Indirect taxes are generally collected by third parties that are not employed by the federal government directly, but are merely collecting taxes for the government as a function of their own business. For, for instance, the liquor store, the drug store, the gas station, the airlines, ETC. In all these cases, indirect taxes are peacefully and orderly collected and paid over to the federal and state governments without the taxpayer ever having to confront or deal with the former government. An individual ever paid an individual either pays the tax at the cash register, which they should know about ahead of time, and chooses to do so, or they don't get to buy the liquor gas etc at the store if you don't want to pay the tax you don't have to you can go home and make your own beer grow your own tobacco farm your own food etc and because the government is rarely directly involved in any of this tax collections from the public and never forces anyone to pay a tax they don't that they don't want to pay the system works without creating any animosity between the government and its citizens please notice that under the legitimate constitutional scheme of taxation the federal government is never allowed to demand money from the citizens in the name of a tax it doesn't matter if the tax is direct or indirect the federal government is prohibited from demanding money from we the people the reason why the founding fathers understood completely that direct taxation of the people by the state in, is the definition in the very essence of tyranny because no individual, regardless of how wealthy or powerful he or she might be, can withstand the might of the state if it is allowed to bring that might to bear against the individual citizen. The IRS fraud exposed. Truth about the income tax. The myth. In the early centuries AD, men feared fire-breathing dragons, a great mystical creature of undeterminable, undefeatable power, which burned individual men to ashes with a single breath. Today, believe it or not, we live, in, we live with the same myth about a creature of great, undefeatable power. Our dragon, our nation's curse and disgrace, our beast is, of course, the IRS. Most Americans fear the IRS out of ignorance of the law. Knowledge dispels hysterical fears of the unknown and makes possible the vanquish the vanquishing of our foes. This information web pages have been assembled in the effort to help all Americans overcome their own 
unfounded hysterical fears of the IRS by making them knowledgeable about the law imposing income taxes, how those laws affect you, the American citizen. Once you know the truth about the tax laws, the unconstitutional and illegal reign of terror orchestrated by the IRS in America for over 50 years will finally be over. The code has been broken. The Paperwork Reduction Act of 1980 is the key to exposing and understanding the truth about the American tax laws. The truth has been in print, the code, since 1916 and reaffirmed in print again recently. In 1985, when the IRS complied with the complied with the mandates of the Paperwork Reduction Act by providing the Office of Management and Budgets, the OMB, and the table shown in Title 26 CFR 602.101, um, the stage was set to affect the end of the IRS in America. The IRS cannot ask you for more information under any given code section than this table shows is required by that code. This table is from Title 26. The Internal Revenue Code, comma, the Code of Federal Regulations, which is the CFR, the Code Federal, the Code of Federal Relations, which implemented the United States Code, what we call USC sections, provided for the legal reduction of paperwork and the administrative costs associated with its maintenance. The following is showing the actual legal code sections that the IRS itself cites and invokes should serve as proof beyond any reasonable doubt whatsoever that the income tax laws are being in in intentionally misapplied to all American citizens in America in order to fund an unspoken, un-American political agenda of social global control. To understand just how important the Paperwork Reduction Act is to the tax laws, keep in mind that since 1980, the IRS has been required by law to provide a notice of it under Notice 609 with every single piece of correspondence they issue to individuals. You can find a complete copy of this notice on page one of any Form 1040 tax instruction booklet. But the IRS won't tell you about the Code of Federal Regulations where you can look up the information, collections, form, requirements of any given code section. They just tell you that they're supposed you're supposed to know the law. Well, after reading this book, you will. Chapter 1. Implementation. United States Code Annexed General Index. Where does one begin an examination of the United States tax laws? The United States Code is volumelessly and very complex. So let us start at the beginning. Here in the General Index for the United States Code Annexed from 1994, under the major heading citizenship we try to find an entry for the income tax but we can only find the word citizenship continue is dealing with Ill- illegitimate children under title 8 subsection 1409 immigration this index we talk about imprisonment citizens by foreign governments under title 22 732 detention of citizens prohibited except by act of congress title 18 subsection 4001 and then we deal with indians generally subsection 8 subsection 1401 where's the income tax 
There is nothing listed or shown for income tax in the general index under citizenship. It would be there it would be there between imprisonment and Indians if it existed. It's not listed. There are no income tax code statutes shown here in the general index as being applicable under citizenship because as you will see, the income tax does not apply to a citizen's domestic earnings and income earned by right. The law accordingly records that legal fact. Here in the general index again, we see the entries for the citizenship on the citizens under the major heading income tax. Now, when you get to the income tax, it says citizens about to depart from the U.S. Waiver of requirements as the termination of taxable year, Title 26, subsection 6851. Living abroad, exclusive to earned income and foreign housing costs for general income tax. Title 26, subsection 911, under civic leagues. How many code sections are shown here in the general index as being applicable to citizens under income tax? There are two sections, and they both have to do with what? They both have to do with foreign countries. So here in the general index for the annex code, we immediately get our first indication that the income tax laws may be substantially different than what we have been led to believe is true by our government. Furthermore, if it, if if one looks up income tax under major under the major headings of aliens in this general index, one will find nine pages of codes sections listed as being applicable. Eight of those pages relate to the income tax sections relevant to non-resident aliens. The income duty of 1861. Most people in America believe that the income tax first started in America between 1913 and 1916. This is not correct. The income tax first appeared in the law at the beginning of the Civil War in 1861. The, ta- the text of the law read income, income duty, section 89 and be it further enacted that for the purpose of modifying and reenacting as here and after provided so much of an act entitled an act to provide increased revenues from imports to pay interest on the public debt and for other purposes approved 5th of August 1861 as it relates to income tax the first income tax was an income duty imposed by the duty of revenue derived from foreign imports imposed as foreign tax duty. Duties are collected at the ports of entry to a nation. They are not imposed on domestic activities. Also in 1860 and in 1862, along with the income duty of 1861, Congress passed an act into law that can only that can only and most accurately be described as the Federal Employment Kickback Agreement. The text of the act reads, the Federal Income, the Federal Employee Kickback, Section 86, it talks about salaries and pays of officers and persons in the service of the United States and passports. Under Section 86, 
and it be further enacted that on and after the first day of August 1861 there shall be levied, collected, and paid on all salaries of officers or payments to persons in the civil military, naval, and other employments of the service of the United States, including senators, representatives, delegates in Congress, when exceedingly the rate of $600 per annual, a duty of 3 per 3% centum on the access above, and said $600 has said be, and, and shall be the duty of all paymasters and all dispersing officers under the government of the United States or in employed thereof when making any payments to officers, persons as aforesaid upon settling and adjusting the accounts of such officers and persons to deduct and withhold an aforesaid duty of three, 3% of and shall at the same time make a certificate stating the name of the officer or person for whom such deduction was made and the amount thereof which shall be transmitted to the officer of the commissioner of the internal revenue and entered as part of the internal duties and the payroll receipts or account of officers or persons paying such duty as foresaid shall be made to exhibit the fact of such payment. Balance of section 8.6 applies to passports. Emphasis added. Please note that the only people who are subject to this duty be clear statutory by clear statutory language by clear statutory language are federal employees. The effect of section 86 identifies what it really is. A kickback a part of the property agreed under the employment contract to be paid for the labor of the federal government employees. By this act, the amount of compensation contractually agreed was an unilateral was unilaterally diminished by one party to the agreement that was Congress without the consent of the other party, the federal government. A unilateral change in the unemployment contract of all persons already employed of employed of the federal government was and is not legal and the conduct of the United States judges for the next 70 years proves it as they refused to pay this duty until after 1932 thus becoming according to the IRS the first tax protesters in American history did you just get that the United States judges their refusal to do this act, they became the first tax protesters. And now you wonder why we have current expected credit loss provisions. Family, I hope this information has opened your eyes. I got more exclusive content to come. Just just want to let you know there's far more to this and you got to learn the truth about the income tax. Peace and love, family. Peace and love.